Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Lately, on a local level, one sports story has spilled over to the front page of the Daily News, and that's the Chicago Bears potentially moving away from Soldier Field, which has been their home for over 50 years. Plus, it's one of the few stadiums in pro sports that's been untouched by corporate renaming. Currently, the team is on a lease of the stadium with the Chicago Park District, which technically runs out in 10 years. But the Bears can break that lease as early as 2026 by paying a penalty. And for all intents and purposes, it looks like the Bears could easily do so by choosing Arlington Heights as their future home. To reserve their spot, the team dropped nearly $200 million for over 325 acres of land there. But out of nowhere, the Bears called a timeout. After hearing a Cook County property tax assessment that came in way higher than expected, ownership put out a statement that the Arlington Heights property is, quote, no longer our singular focus, unquote. This is a topic with a lot of moving parts, but yet it seems to be at a sudden standstill with everyone. Sports fans, media, even local municipalities unsure of what the next few years will bring. I'm Jim Hankey, and this week we're playing armchair quarterback on where the Bears are moving to, and why, and maybe more importantly, when. Let's get looped in, Chicago. It's been all over the web, on air, and on TV the last week. Are the Bears moving to the suburbs? With their original relocation to Arlington Heights up in the air, the new mayor of Naperville, Scott Worley, threw his town into the ring to be the Bears' new landing pad. But any details are currently tight-lipped or, according to Worley himself, non-existent. These conversations are just that. They're conversations. No development proposal was submitted to the city, No incentives were discussed, requested, or offered by either party in these meetings. No decisions have been made by anyone at City Hall. From memes to serious commentaries about tax money, school districts, infrastructure, and more surrounding this topic, I wanted to ask WBBM reporter Terry Keschner about what this means for the city and the Monsters of the Midway. 
Well, as far as I can tell, the Bears have never made this, you know, officially official. They've paid all this money for this, and they've knocked down the the old racetrack there, and now there's this flirtation with Naperville. I mean, if I, I would bet anything, you know, use a football analogy, Jim, the suburbs are up 35-3 to 3 in the fourth quarter in Chicago was losing. <laughs> uh, there's been more talk that, you know, now Mayor Johnson's maybe making a, a last-ditch effort, but it, to me, it seems like the Bears are, are a goner. They want a bigger, cooler, newer stadium. So that's probably not going to happen within the city limits. Right, right. And we we just saw we just saw Taylor Swift do huge numbers for three days at Soldier Field. Uh, and that boosted hotel stays to a record number. Would Soldier Field be kept maybe not as is, but updated for for just simply large scale events like this, like concerts or say like the Olympics, if if Chicago got the Olympics in a future uh year or so. I think that's something that that is getting lost in this discussion a little bit because Soldier Field as was there long before the Bears started playing there, and Soldier Field I would imagine would stay after the Bears. And I think some people are thinking along the lines of what you're saying, like you know the Bears can go, Soldier Field will still continue to draw, uh, draw college games, draw concerts. I mean, uh, t- there are a lot more people happy at the Taylor Swift concerts than were at Bears games, I tell you, for the past few years. Let's be real honest about it. Taylor right. Swift got ba- got more cheers than, than most guys would seize on their helmets the last couple of years. Soldier Field has steady ground and could even be filling the stadium with a myriad of events other than the Bears. However, to expand the Bears' portfolio, branding, and more, there needs to be collaboration between them and Chicago. And that seems to be one of the largest missing pieces to keep them on the lakefront. Going back to the Lightfoot administration, she had said in in previous articles and news coverage that she had a plan B. Like, there's a plan B in her pocket. We never really got around, you brought up Mayor Johnson, we never really got around to hearing what Lori's plan B was, correct? Yeah, I don't think we we ever have. I, I think that if there is a plan B, it can't be too great of a plan B or too much of a talked about plan B because I can't certainly tell you the specifics of what it is. I doubt anyone can. You talk about um, Lori's plan B. If you know if there was going to be a second stadium or a new stadium, where would it go? That really comes to a head when we bring up Naperville because from what I understand, it wasn't the Bears necessarily sniffing around Naperville. Like they bought this thing uh, in Arlington Heights. Uh, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, well, wait a minute, taxes. Now they're going to go towards Naperville. It seems like Mayor Worley in Naperville had reached out to the Bears. Uh, had there been any consultation or idea uh, of, of where the Bears would play there? Or it, it seems like reading this and, and hearing the stuff on air that Mayor Worley just sort of put his hand up and it was like, OK, if you can't go to Arlington Heights, you can come here. Naperville, I can tell you. I do know this. It's a go-getter place. Naperville gets things done. As you know, Naperville is not a suburb of Chicago. It's very much its own place. So that's what it seems like to me, uh, That, that what you've said, that Naperville is kind of like, hey, why not us? If Arlington Heights isn't perfect, why not the Naperville Bears? You know, the Bears and the Bears have said, hey, we're going to listen to anybody. Uh, none of these teams want to pay for their stadium. They all want taxpayers to do it. They all want Anybody in Naperville and Arlington Heights uh, in Chicago, they want people to build it for them and say, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world that we have a football team in our backyard. So I think that's what Naperville is just kind of looking into that. Yeah, I think what you said, raise their hand, raise their hand. That's that that's perfect. But it, it took everyone by surprise when Naperville got in this. 
and to that token, you know, other towns now seemingly are jumping in the mix. I think there was maybe a representative from a, a rep from Rockford even jumping in the mix now, of uh, saying like, "Hey, they can come out here." But again, that now now it's like how far, how much farther are the Bears willing to go outside of the city limits to get something done? It's like you know, every every town in Illinois is going to jump to save the day here. I live in Forest Park. The Forest Park Bears has a good ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> sounds good to me. Uh, you know, there's a there's a legendary story from old Mayor Daley, the original uh, Mayor Daley, saying that if the Bears were going to move to Evanston, that they were going to have to take the C off their helmets. He was going to go to court. You know, that was a very yeah. you know, old school uh, Chicago politics kind of thing. It's a great point. Um, and, and, and it also brings up a question of, does it matter most people listening to this don't regularly go to Bears games. I would promise you that. I'm a huge Bears fan. I don't go that much anymore. Parking is a mess. The tickets are very expensive. Uh, football is a TV sport. Does it matter where the Bears play? Does it matter to you and me and most Bears fans if the Bears are playing along the lakefront or in Naperville or in Rockford or in Arlington Heights? You know, it probably doesn't matter. The Forest Park Bears, the Naperville Bears... Even the Waukegan Bears. Yes, as of this recording, the city of Waukegan, 45 miles north of Chicago, has publicly offered to give the Bears a home. They all have a different ring to it, though, than the Chicago Bears, for sure. But for the fans, moving into the Burbs might not be the worst thing. Well, and I grew up, full disclosure to our listeners, I grew up a Packers fan. So, oh. you know, ha- having, having uh, everything in the same spot is pretty ideal and maybe they're trying to just get closer to that because Bourbonnet obviously is a bit of a drive uh, between you know facilities and stuff and you know maybe we're heading that ang- that, to that angle. Um, yeah. I'm just curious where you see this ending like you, you've been a lifelong Bears fan are, are, is all this you know talk about a power move is, is that true is it a planning malfunction maybe amongst the uh, you know those those running things I mean like where if you had a crystal ball where do you see this all going? I think they would probably ideally like to stay in the city limits. You know, like like to be along the lakefront where they've been for 50 years now after playing at Wrigley for you know all those decades before that for uh, 50 years before that. But they're going to go where they get the best deal. And I would bet again, I, I'd, I'd bet you season tickets that that's going to be in a in a suburban stadium. You know, but within the next decade. So Terry foresees the Bears putting new roots down in suburbia. Now, does that mean we could prep for a name change? Literally, could we be cheering on the Naperville Bears in the latter half of this decade? And with veteran minicamp starting this week for the Bears, is all of this location talk front of mind for Bears players and managerial staff themselves? After the break, I'll find out with Chris Emma, reporter for our sister station, 670 The Score, and contributor to the Marquee Sports Network. Stick around. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As the play clock ticks down on the Bears likely breaking their current lease with the Chicago Park District, 
Everyone from your everyday taxpayer to full-blown fanatics are clamoring for what's going to come next. Brandon Johnson, just now culminating his first full month as mayor of Chicago, had this to say to WBBM's political reporter Craig Delamore about keeping the Bears within the city limits. You know, I'm not going to accept inevitability. And I've asked, you know, ownership, you know, to, to give me an opportunity to be able to assess. And then, you know, we can make a collective determination um, together. And, you know, as far as long term, keeping the Bears in the city of Chicago is is important. And, you know, the field should not be confined to eight games and hopefully a playoff game or two. It's an, It's a beautiful campus and it's an entire infrastructure that the city of Chicago has not fully tapped into. With Mayor Johnson and the Bears not alluding to any brand new developments in their recent joint statement, which was released to the press, I turned to sports reporter Chris Emma down the hall at 670 The Score for some answers. Chris has been covering all things Bears leading up to training camp, and I felt he'd have some insight into how things look to the organization as of this week. You know, the Bears aren't in training camp specifically yet. That happens later in the summer. But they're doing uh, what's called OTAs, which are organized team activities. Can you talk about what happens there? Yeah, it's uh, kind of the culmination of the offseason program where you get the players together. Uh, it is optional. It is not uh, mandatory, which veteran minicamp this week will be mandatory. Veterans are required to be there. But uh, it is the on-field work, the on-field portion of the offseason program where you get the players together. You get to see kind of where these guys left off from last Last season, where they're picking up, uh, th- there is stuff to be gleaned as you watch these practices go forward. But obviously, the, the key stuff you want to see comes in July and August when the pads do start popping at training camp. Uh, at, le- at the very least, you're getting a sense right now, kind of the identity of this team and where they're going. But I'm curious if this is even a thing. The, the whole Chicago Arlington Heights slash Naperville thing is this even on any players or staffers' mind? This is a big story for all us armchair quarterbacks, but does something like this even infiltrate the actual team or higher-ups uh, during something like OTAs right now? Well, you know, there's a couple guys on this team with Chicagoland connections who I think are fascinated. The reality is the vast majority of this roster doesn't care because the NFL is such a year-to-year league, and even the best players and the highest-paid players on the roster might not be there then next year. So they don't know where they're going to be, say, in 2026 or 27, when you do hope you can get that stadium deal, wherever it is, to come to fruition. Right. Uh, and you get that new stadium is ready. Justin Fields probably, like, he's probably thinking about it a little bit. Like, he wants to see himself, you know, as that long-term fit of the guy the Bears are counting out as their quarterback for the next decade or so. Uh, Cole Komet, though, he's, you know, he's a local guy. He's from the Northwest suburbs. Uh, Lake Barrington native. I'm sure he's paying attention to some degree. Uh, Robert Tunyon is a uh, McHenry native, a new newcomer for the Bears. Grant, he's only on a one-year deal right now, but I'm sure he's paying attention. You got some guys in that locker room just from the fascination of growing up as Bears fans, and I'm sure are considering what, what that next stadium deal is, but uh, on this roster right now, even expanded to 90 men, you're probably got only a handful of guys who would be on the on the roster come 2027 or whenever it is when you have that new stadium ready. You know, there's more and more call, I think, in live sports entertainment in 2023 uh, that has the emphasis on the latter part of that term, the entertainment. So whether in Arlington Heights or Naperville or elsewhere, um, do you think you know one of the big goals of this whole thing is to have some stuff that's open year round? the restaurants, you know, whatever it is, family experiences and that sort of thing, kind of based off of uh, something we all know that this larger Wrigleyville-esque 
experience. Um, you know, the issue with pro football is that you only are guaranteed, you know, eight home games per season, maybe playoffs, fingers crossed. But, you know, would would all that money, you know, go in, into making a, a new stadium worth it just for the extracurriculars that can happen uh, outside of football season? Yeah, without a doubt. And that's one of the big goals with this project. And that's several years beyond a national stadium being completed in construction is having this entire entertainment district set. You've got a blank slate, right? You can put up anything you want in terms of business partnerships. So say uh, you can pick your hotel brand. You can set up several of those hotels on site. You can pick up, you know, entertainment to group with restaurants. You can have several branded restaurants on site. It's essentially a mall you're building alongside with that stadium. Uh, the Bears have said the stadium itself will be privately funded. That's something that they're planning on doing, but they're looking for taxpayer money to come in for the entertainment district. Uh, and they've estimated for Arlington, it would be 48,000 jobs added and $9.4 billion in economic impact. Those are their numbers, of course. I, we'll see, you know, how that does all play out, but... Uh, they are touting the idea of this economic impact for a local community. And obviously that's part of the tax equation, too, as they work with uh, local legislators and seeing what they can do in terms of getting uh, the right deal in place. But, uh, yeah, the Bears have been touting what they can bring to a community like Arlington Heights. And uh, beyond just those eight to nine home games a year, plus obviously playoffs, if you do get there, it's they, they wanted this to be a year-round destination like Wrigleyville, where people are coming in from out of town or if it's a Friday night and you live out in the northwest suburbs, you're going to the Bears Stadium Entertainment District. The Bears' name alone means hundreds of millions of dollars to the NFL, no matter who owns it. Currently, that's still the McCaskey family, which inherited the team from famed owner and former coach George Hallis in 1983. And much of that value of the Bears' franchise might not be in what it is now, but what it could be decades down the line. And Chris commented on that aspect as well. Whether it's the McCaskies, you know, maintaining their place as the owners of the team, or potentially as it's been rumored or even just bantied about for years, the idea of selling this team, even just having right now that purchase and the closing done of that property, and what the opportunity there beyond just the stadium and the partnerships in place, it's massive. I mean, you're talking about uh, massive increase in, in franchise value, and we've seen the last couple of years with the Broncos, with the Panthers, with these stadium or with these team deals, you know, these uh, sell-offs. Now with the Commanders being the next one. Everyone is the next record deal, right? It's not like uh, these record deals just get shattered because an NFL team is so incredibly valuable. But it, it's tenfold now when you do have the stadium opportunity and the ability to set yourself uh, financially with these corporate partners and uh, you know creating uh, from the beginning. Three hundred and twenty-six acres is an incredible amount of land and opportunity, and uh, that's what they have at Arlington Park. That's what they own the rights to right now, and uh, I do believe ultimately that is where that next stadium is going to be, and it's going to help the Bears increase their financial value so much. So there have been so many headlines and so much talk on social media lately about the Arlington Heights Bears or the Naperville Bears, and we all know that there are examples of teams playing in areas that aren't dictated by their name, right? Like the Dallas Cowboys technically play in Arlington, the New York Giants and the New York Jets both play in Jersey. Is there any chance of the Bears in all of this getting renamed? Because there is a, a contingent of modern day football fans, a new generation that you could argue to them, location doesn't matter. They, you know, football is often viewed as it's great live, but it's also a major, major TV sport. They love their team. But they don't have the same connection to a brick and mortar stadium that generations of before have had. 
Yeah, it, it will remain the Chicago Bears. It won't be the Naperville Bears. Uh, I'm, I'm a suburban native. Grew up in the suburbs myself, so I'm sure there's a joke to be made about suburban people identifying as from Chicago, but that's going to be the way it'll go down. It'll be the Chicago Bears still. Uh, look, they're a charter franchise. It's one of the most famed uh, franchises in all of sports, certainly in the NFL. Uh, Chicago is a brand with the Bears. Uh, it goes one-on-one one together. Like you said, the, the Giants and the Jets play out in New Jersey on and on with different teams that have moved out of their respective cities to the suburbs uh, is just a part of this. Where do you see all this leading? Like, will something be ironed out before the start of the season? Or is this a conversation that will drag out for years without a real deadline, aside from the lease running out at Soldier Field, I think, in 2026? Well, there's kind of soft deadlines built in because the Bears did indeed close on the land. And they haven't, they've said, even when they closed on it back in February, that this doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a stadium. They've kind of left it out there where they don't want to bind themselves to the tax obligations. But this right now is a struggle between the Chicago Bears and three different school districts, two of which are in Palatine and one is in Arlington Heights. And uh, they settled in 2022 for $95 million, which Churchill Downs Incorporated is set with right now as the uh, previous owner. But it's got to be settled here fairly soon what the Bears now as the new owner will be paying for in 2023 and beyond. The Bears have said they want property tax certainty before they agree to break ground on that land and build a new stadium there in this entire entertainment district. But there's a lot of complications that need to be ironed out. The Bears do have a new team president and CEO on their side in Kevin Warren, who's been through this before. He's got a strong foundation and background both in the financial side and politics and legal matters. He's done a stadium deal too before. He worked with the Vikings to build uh, that incredible U.S. Bank Stadium right downtown Minneapolis. And there were some hiccups like this, too. So he's been a part of uh, these kind of disruptions that come with this project. Uh, the Bears were thrilled to turn over the, this venture to him because they believe they're in firm hands with him right now and he can get this job done. Now, the Titans uh, just got a deal done for $2.1 billion stadium with which they're paying less than a billion dollars for their part. Uh, the Buffalo Bills just got funding and they broke ground last week on a new stadium set for July 2026. They got the largest public commitment for any NFL construction. So... There's precedent there that says the Bears should be getting these kind of tax breaks. I think it's going to get done. It was a $197.2 million obligation just to close on the land. It's going to get done. They'll find a way to settle this, but uh, it's certainly complicated right now. Or hear me out. The largest in Arlington Heights, we get the largest Guinness Book of World Records tailgate that we can find. I think that's probably what's what might be next. <laughs> Why not? I, I'm all for a big tailgater. Sign me up. Thank you for tuning into Looped in Chicago this week. You can stay subscribed to the program on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen. And be sure to follow us on social media at WBBM Podcasts. I'm Jim Hankey, and we'll keep you looped in again right here next week. See you then. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.